Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, and tonight and today we are with Jane West, founder of Jane West and Jane West Wholesale. Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, it's great, great to have you here. I mean, we're right now in terms of Days and Infused, we're mer- merging into a new series called Legends of Cannabis that's coming up. And you're, cool. you're right there at the forefront of All that. Right. And we'll see, um, you know, as we merge and get older in this business, you know, we'll hopefully we'll mm-hmm. all be legends at some point. Um, hopefully. Like, I love this story. For good thing. Um, yeah, exactly. I love the story and I hate the story because you and I are in similar positions. Um, you were basically outed and gotten, you know, cast aside from your career by yes. consuming cannabis, something that most people do, but a lot of people don't like to admit. Um, Correct. I was also, um, I mean, I wasn't cast out, but once I smoked cannabis on 420 Live for High Times, uh, a lot of doors mm-hmm. closed for me. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? We don't have to get deep into it. I just want to let people know there's a bifurcation within the cannabis space. And why don't you talk to that a little bit? Definitely. I mean, I think especially, you know, it's it's easy when you work in a cannabis bubble like you and I do to even take it for granted now. But in most prohibition states, there is a great and and reasonable, even though the drug enforcement policies are not reasonable, people are reasonably fearful of their jobs and their employment and coming out as a regular cannabis consumer. So it's definitely an important topic. I think there's a lot of, there's a handful of young women I know in the industry too, who like are be, are, are lot, have lies of omission about what they do for a living with their family members, which is sad because they're doing amazing stuff in the cannabis industry, um, but they don't yeah. feel comfortable necessarily talking about it at Thanksgiving because of generalized like assumptions as well. So no, there's definitely still an omnipresent stigma, especially in prohibition states. So definitely something that, to be talked about. Well, I want to also just, you know, call out the bullshit here on, on, you know, from people saying, oh, what are you doing? You can't do this. And that's their public stance, right? That's where right. you're getting people saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. In the back back of their, you know, house in their garage, they're, they're token it up. So I find a lot of people who are saying nay are really saying yay, mm-hmm. but they're just not letting people know. And I, I yeah. obviously, and you probably obviously have a problem with that because it costs you your career at one point. And right, I, I, you know, and obviously, I think you're you've gone bigger and better places because of it, or at least in a place where you feel comfortable. Am I reading that right? 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I worked in a setting where it was fine to have alcohol at like every single corporate function, but not, um, not anything related to cannabis. So like, that's something that still is really prevalent. And, you know, I I would have actually thought that by now with like the majority of states having legalized or having legislation on the books and just so many different demographics, whether it's women or boomers or veterans, like coming out in support of cannabis, I would have hoped that by now there'd be several notable um, individuals, like famous people you wouldn't expect, whether that be like an entrepreneur or a sports star or a movie star or a musician. Um, Yeah to come out like really all because you know they're out there you know there are but there's just so there's such a stigma attached and so many people have morality clauses that are tied into all you know of their sponsorship dollars and and it still is amazing to me that we don't have more people who are just admitting that you know they consume cannabis on the regular um so you know it still is kind of like yeah it's the old download thing right the old, yeah, the, yeah. The down the back alley and, and your well, mini one, <laughs> one big thing I can say is a big prop for, I guess, this year of 2020 is Major League Baseball came out and said they're no longer in a test for cannabis, which is right. huge. I know that basketball does, did it and uh, RIP Kobe. Sorry, buddy. Um, but um, it's a big move. I mean, when you get mainline sports saying, you know, we see the, we recognize that this is something that, people need um and mm-hmm. it keeps them off the heroin and it keeps them off the opiates and it mm-hmm. keeps them off everything else that so-called doctors prescribe to them you know and say it's going to make right. you better but it just makes you addicted to other crap right right you know well and i get that a lot troubling. because like i you know i can i in some way shape or form i consume cannabis every day yeah. and so oftentimes you know when i'm trying and i try to always be pushing the envelope and having conversations with journalists and media people who aren't necessarily immersed in cannabis and already convinced that it's the right thing. Um, and so I can always kind of see like a little bit of an eyebrow raise or a little bit of a like pause. And I'm like, well, I use it every day. Um, but, you know, I see it as like coffee and a, a, like another substance people use every single day. That's how like benign ice I see it as, but if you're really going to look at it as, you know, a medical drug that you're taking, that's no different than when you go into your doctor and, and say, you're not feeling happy and you, you know, are looking for some type of a solution. You're given a pill that you're supposed to take every day. Right. right. <laughs> and if and- you stop taking it, you're supposed to tell your doctor immediately. And if it stops working, it's okay. They're just going to give you twice as much. Yeah. So and like you that's watch a the- daily you watch the commercials yeah. and they say the side effects are far away. The actual, oh, yeah, exactly. the, the goodness yeah. of the drugs are prescribing to you. It's kind of, exactly. Weird. We live in a strange time. Yeah. But hopefully so. we're all on the vanguard of taking this to the, the mainstream. One of the right. things that we try to do with Shuggy is my company is to mainstream and to relate to, especially women. We relate to women in terms of our, our outreach. You're in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So you're not really familiar with what we do. We do a sugar and agave syrup with THC and beautiful packaging. But it's I aimed it toward women and I I aimed it toward people of lower body mass, about 140 pounds, low dosage, so they can go in Mm -hmm. and go in easy and slow, you know? And Mm -hmm. that is the new cannabis. 
we are the new vanguard. We are the way cannabis is going to be perceived and utilized in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you about just a question that comes up constantly. Women in cannabis, I'm amazed because I don't know if you listen to my podcast ever or not. We have 80% women. Mm -hmm. Wait, where? Who? Who is 80% women? I interview. 80% 80% women. Oh, I oh, okay. Well, that's because great. That's wonderful. I, no, I find that um, the, uh, as early adopters and getting behind something, women are a powerful force in cannabis. And it's, it's great to see. I really, I really dig it. Are you seeing the same thing out in Colorado? Um, you know, I think women as consumers are going to be a really important base that votes with their dollars on what products are best in the market. Right. Um, when it comes to the industry side, though, I, I like I do not see enough women in positions of power, mm-hmm. meaning like actually investing in companies or, you know, holding some type of ownership interest in the company that they're working for or being like a C-level or board member of a company. Mm-hmm. These are the, the places that I'm looking for, you know, individuals and leadership and and for and women and minorities and those are the specific places I'm still not seeing that at all. So um, going back to and, that the equity the equity subject that we talked yes. about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, that's actually one of the reasons why. Um, so right now, for as a company, we're in the middle of our second equity crowdfunding campaign, and so you know it's it's like so we're, you can find us on Republic. Um, Republic mm-hmm. is part of the Angel List family. Um, of platforms and it's a FINRA and SEC regulated site. And so um, people can go online at Republic and read all about our pitch deck and decide to invest for as little as $25. That's great. And, That's a um, low cost of entry. You know, exactly. And they're actually having an equity stake in the company. And so, um, this is, that's an option that I, I chose for funding um, in addition, like I've raised $1.3 million from accredited investors, like, and played that whole game. And it's just, it's not something, um, that I'm interested in, in really focusing a lot of my time and energy on at this point. Like there's not, you know, a playbook to operating in the world of VC or raising capital. And because of that, there's just so many like predatory practices, so many people who just want to get like data about your business and your and how you how you basically have built everything, um, and have no plans on actually you know cutting your checks. Um, you know, took a lot of phone calls of me. You know, spending wasting way too much time figuring out what people's real motivations are um, to get me more savvy on the phone. And as I started to like evaluate investors, and so. I'm definitely in a better place now. I wasted a whole lot of time at the beginning. Um, but I mean, I have a cap table of 22 people who all invested in the company and um, hold equity interest. And um, and that was about the, as much as I wanted to go into that world. And so right. crowdfunding was really a far better alternative for me, especially because there's just so many limitations to marketing and advertising in the cannabis space. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been live on Republic for two weeks today. 
And, you know, as of this moment, I can say that, you know, we've had over 3,000 people come to our pitch page on Republic. And, and I know, I know these numbers are skewed if someone like leaves their screen open or something, but um, the average time they spent on our deal pitch is over 10 minutes. Wow. That's amazing. And so, you know, those, those people, whether they invest in my company or not, um, and whether they're cannabis consumers or not, they now know uh, who Jane West is and what she's trying to build and the types of products she makes and where they're available. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole lot of information about my brand and what we're building that would be impossible for me to get in front of someone's eyeballs um, using formal advertising and marketing. I like so, your thinking. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you, are you still in, uh, women grow? Is that still going? So I founded women grow in 2014 in Denver, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and then, um, basically just built up an operating agreement for the company. Um, so that people would kind of have, you know, tenure and come and go. And, um, and so my time, like, I don't, I don't, um, I'm still involved in supporting women grow, but mm-hmm. I'm not involved in the day to day at all anymore. I'm no longer on the board. Um, and yeah, I okay. mean, women grow is doing amazing. They were just at Davos and um, working with Canada tech there, I believe at them at those events. And there's huge chapters in, I shouldn't name cities. Cause then if I don't name all the cities, right. <laughs> then no, I'm no, like, don't leave anybody out. I get it. Cities. But yeah. you should absolutely go to womengrow.com and look at where they're hosting events right now. And um, I know their like Instagram following is now well over 200,000. And those are like authentic follows that started from the day we opened that account in 2014. So um, it's been really quite an amazing experience. All right. Well, listen, I want to get off business for a second. And I'm going to ask yeah. you a standard question that I ask in every podcast. What's your historical mm-hmm. relationship to cannabis? And we're going to get back to that question when we come back mm-hmm. from our break. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Dazed and Infused. 
Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, and tonight, Jane West. We left it last with the question, Jane, what's your relationship to cannabis historically? I mean, where'd you start? smoking or eating? What did mm-hmm. you start doing when you found cannabis? Um, I started by smoking flour in high school. And um, where, where was that? Then I went to, at the, at the, in Wisconsin. I was born okay. and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, a town that like, you know, loved their breweries. Like the whole town smelled like hops, oh, yeah. um, which is just so interesting because it's like this thick terpene smell. Um, also related so, to cannabis. Hops are related yes, to cannabis. Yes, I know. I know. I know. And like Milwaukee just smelled like that. And that was like cool. <laughs> and so, um, and then I went to school at the University of Wisconsin, Madison. Okay. And kept smoking pot all the time a lot. Yeah. And, um, but I also drank a lot. I spent, I definitely um, did too much drinking in college. And, um, but no, you'll, I mean, you'll I've be always forgiven. been. I know. I know. I mean, there's more, it's just so prevalent there. It's so amazing when I go back and now, I mean, since cannabis consumption is still something that isn't just like there's a bar or a place or like we really haven't proven out social use very well anywhere yet. Um, It's amazing to me. And then I go back to Wisconsin where like, it's fine to drink like everywhere and there's like a tap, a Chuck E. Cheese and they're like, it's just, (laughs) you're amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that so you uh, just started out. Yeah. Was there a, a a thing that got you going though? I mean, it was it or was it just something that was kind of this natural with your friends really and loved it. Yeah, okay. like um, my friends and social group all were into it, and um, it was definitely something that I like. I'm better on cannabis than I am consuming alcohol. Um, isn't and, everybody? Isn't everybody? Honestly, yes. Yeah. Actually, yes, they just don't know it. Exactly. But yeah, so, um, and so, yeah, and it was just something that like, and then in college, you know, I, my friend group, all were people, individuals who did consume and I left the dorms after freshman year to be able to like live off campus and uh, housing and so, or off campus housing. So, um, yeah, and there I just, I worked at a burger restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Most and then the cannabis really kicked in at the burger restaurant. I guess. Yes. Yes. So, so I, but I wasn't ever really into edibles. I never like made like oh, butter okay. or anything like that. I know like, and so, so it wasn't until legalization in Colorado with like readily available regulated dosed edibles that I really started um, incorporating that into my consumption. Cool. Well, there you go. There's our background story. And now I I'm want to... I'm a flower keep... eater. Yes. Flower yeah, lover. I, um, well, life. I'm down with flower. Always have been. Always will be. Um, I love the farmer. I spent most of my summers of my life in Wyoming, up in Sheridan. And mm. uh, so I'm a California, Wyoming 
crossbreed kind of, and I, I love farmers and I love ranchers and I love what they do. So when I see heavy effort go into something um, natural from the ground, I, I'm down with it. Yeah. And, I'm it. and so that's my groove. Um, I love your, your, your bongs and apparatus. They are beautiful, like apothecary blue. I, is that what you call that? Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's cobalt. Yes. Cobalt. Right. Okay. And but it reminds me of those old apothecary things. And then you've got this jade yeah. color and this white. I'm sorry to be divergent okay. here, but I was just looking. They're very, very. No, attractive. yeah, yeah. The mint is available. The mint uh, that the one that uh, opaque green one is mint. Yeah. And um, actually, um, the young celebrity Aquafina has a oh, new yeah. Comedy Central show called Nora from Queens. And yeah. it just started last week. Um, it airs every Wednesday night. And I saw the my, billboard in Hollywood the last The song week. is in there. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. she loves the mint in the show. And it's I've seen cool. it in the show. I like the spoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the spoon. Yes, one. I love the spoon. The so nice let, me give, we have a nice let me give people at home seat. an idea what we're looking at. We're looking at janewest.com mm-hmm. and her glassware. And I think that's kind of what you're known mm-hmm. for now, isn't it? I mean, it's just stunning. Yeah, and my and our line of dugouts and one hitters. The mm. the glassware is widely available, um, and it's just such a distinctive shape. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty memorable. Um, and then we have a line of dugouts and one hitters, um, the travel collection, which CBD, is made right. for like more portable on the go. No, okay, so the travel collection are, is a line of dugouts and one hitters. So oh, I've it's seen a those. Solo I've seen those. Pipe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the solo pipe is like two perfect hits and, um, and then the that Jane solo West, pipe. The classic the and the compact, right? Yeah. And the solo and the yeah. one. Sorry, to, I'm, yeah. I'm pimping product hard here because I yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. you've got going on. Those I love it. Three products, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, people, like people buy the wand and then they do, it like never leaves their purse ever. So yeah, um, I get it. that's, the, the, that's the, uh, our other half. It was really like the glassware just like, you have glassware around your home, you know, and you, and that's what the glassware is meant for. And then uh, the travel collection is for more like on the go. Right on. Durable um, pieces. Your hemp mini joints, like dog walker kind of size, yeah. I guess. What, I love um, them. Are, are they actually, are they cannabis, but bred down? So it's very, very low THC or is it actually true hemp? I mean, in by the um, scientific it's, terms. It's actually, you know? it's actually is hemp. Um, okay. it's made for, it's grown, it's Colorado grown hemp. And, but I mean, my partner who sources all of it throughout Colorado, like we, it's made, it's meant for smoking. It's, we're right. sourcing it for smoking and testing it all by smoking it. Um, but yeah, it's not actually, it's not grown to be cannabis and then. Yeah. Not bred down like GMO. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not a Charlotte's um, Web. I'm for like instance. a big fan. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I wasn't sure when smokable hemp started to become a category. Um, started yeah, I like seeing it, too. it. They are. They are good the, in the market like a year ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. we started seeing the market like a year ago, and at first, and I was actually in a in a prohibition state. I was down um, in Virginia for. Um, a big founders conference and I went into a head shop. I always love going into head shops and smoke shops in towns when I'm visiting, just like hear what people say and what they're (laughs) buying and what's going on in this town. And so I walked in and there was like all these jars that look like weed. And when I opened them and smelled them, they kind of, kind of smelled like weed too. And Mm -hmm. 
I, it was hemp and I'd never seen that before. And at first I was like, this is crazy. And, and then, you know, the um, store purveyor was like, yeah, people love it. And um, my friend and I like got some and to like, just, we bought it for like kicks and yeah. there was absolutely like a relaxing effect. There's definitely like a body buzz. I think, That's cool. I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I've heard, that people had found really, really good efficacy in getting off cigarettes, um, switching to hemp. And so, so we brought it to market in the mini joints because that's what I'm really known for. I have cannabis partners in 10 states that make sure. THC mini joints. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, being able to sell, you know, but, but, okay, so then the other problem was when I started to look into the hemp market, for smokable hemp, there just wasn't enough product that was tested and that was like coming from a reliable source. Like, you know, we know that like here my, in California, Jane. Boy, yeah. Do we. Yeah, we are exactly stringent testing here. It's crazy. Right. And so, you know, I knew that I could provide that value add by sourcing mm-hmm. like super high quality product and making sure, you know, it was lab tested. Mm-hmm. And then additionally, we, we mixed some additional um, smokable herbal blends into the tins. So we have, it comes in a day and a night blend. And um, a lot of people really like mixing it in as for rolling their own. And so for that, we found like a lot of like a good audience for that product. So for the people at home, hemp joints are becoming kind of a a, a thing. And I've tried them, um, not my daily thing, but I wouldn't hesitate to use them at any time. Especially if you're just Uh looking not to really get high, you're just looking to kind of just get that uh, oral fixation, let's say. And yeah, the, definitely. The, that the feeling of smoking it—it's—it's it's a good feeling. We're going to go to a definitely. break right now, and when we get back, I'm going to ask Jane the question I ask most of my guests. Let's hear a humorous story about your relationship to cannabis and maybe something that's happened to you in your past. We'll be right back with Days and Infused and Jane West. We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Conf. Oh, you got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! Hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. 
I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward with our guest tonight, Jane West. Jane, we left it where I I prompted you by saying, let's hear a funny story about cannabis in your life. Mm -hmm. Got anything for us? It doesn't have to be long. It it can be anything. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, this one just happened. Um, And I think it's like a sign of the times in Colorado and how accepting and progressive Colorado's been about cannabis. Um, So, like, Colorado's one of the first states to legalize and really did it right, like, with bringing so many people at the table, like a lot of consensus, including like the Department of Public Health and other, you know, very important uh, state groups. So I was at the Colorado History Museum, which is a gorgeous, giant museum in downtown Denver. And with my kids field trip, and they were going through all these historical, you walk into the lobby, and there's this like big, giant screen up on the wall. And it like, the as you're school group is welcomed they like go through all these historical moments like Colorado's founded the first newspapers started <laughs> you know there's the first for the first train stop da, da, da. and then like and it's like zooming through the timeline and it gets to 2014 and it's like there's like a weed leaf that pops up and e- even like surprised me like I had actually already with like a chip on my shoulder been like I bet they're never going to talk about cannabis like in my head right yeah. Um, and so and then it there gets, it was like, 2014. This like weed leaf pops up, and then it's like Colorado legalizes cannabis. And my son wow. was like, "My mom did that. My mom did that." And really? I was like, I, was like I don't know. Did it really? Like, yeah. Well, like he was sitting in the crowd with all the kids. That's hilarious. Like, ah. like, That's a good question. That's a good response. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Amazing. Like, yeah. That's actually so the best story hard. I've heard so far. I love that one. <laughs> So it's funny. <laughs> That's a good but it's one. great. I, like I mean, it, there's like a whole wing of the Colorado History Museum all about it. So it's good. Well, re- recently on the, the kid thing, um, my daughter went off to um, a school up in Oregon, let's just say, so it's not too centralized. And she joined <laughs> a sorority. And the, I went up there to visit. And I was like, oh, my God, are, are people going to have a problem with this? Like, And she goes, no, Dad, there's three other dads in this house who are in, in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, things have changed, you right? You go to the dad den oh, and funny. use the dad bong. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. So um, let's let's talk. We'll just get a little more serious here, and let's talk about. Mm-hmm. I need um, you just tell, especially women out there, and people—not even women, anybody who's out there trying to get through this business. What is your sage advice? Uh-huh. I got some of my own sage advice, and oh, it ain't all pretty, right? But do you have I any mean, kind of two-second kind of thing you can tell people? Oh, I would say don't, that you don't need trust to make everyone. Sure, well, don't, don't, well, I would, I usually don't trust anyone anymore because you can't <laughs> even trust yourself because yeah. so many things change that you can't control. Right. That you're, you know, you have to think short term and dream long term. But like, you know, I think um, you should only do what is definitely like fitting what you're trying to do in this sector because time is going to fly by. Organic and, and natural, organic and natural. Right. right. Yeah. Like you have to just keep doing what is your thing. Don't waste any time doing someone else's thing. We're thinking you're going to learn this and then go do your thing. Like just start doing your thing right away. 
But also, like, I, I mean, nobody wants to hear this, but it, this is not easy. This is really, really hard. Very smart people I know or I, and people who I believed would be successful right now still are not. And yeah. a lot of the people I know who are, like, just still plugging away at it, like, they say universally, like, if I would have known how hard this was going to be, I never would have started. But it's now t- I'm here. But now I'm it's here. a tough you know, road. And now we're here. And now we have a license. Now we have this. Now we have that. But like, you know, it never ends. There's always new regulations and things that are going to like, um, you know, hinder what you're trying to do. Even though like if you were just running a normal business, you would be able to get banking and merchant services and advertise and put a flyer and like all these things that are normal. You know, you have to figure out very a savvy strategic workarounds that don't cost money if you're going to yeah. succeed. Um, and we were, so, you know, we were just talking become, about that today, how, how you yeah. in the cannabis world, you got a hillbilly this thing. Sometimes it's not, no, easy. totally. You have to, and no one, like, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then when you learn that, like, it doesn't even matter, you know, even companies that have raised tons or borrowed tons of capital, you know, and have access to capital, like there's still like, it's not prettier there. <laughs> there's not, they're not like, no. Oh, I just called and got us merchant services. And like they, you know, everyone is somewhat universally affected by this, even if it's just like the fact that you, you don't get vendors that you need and their payment and whatnot. So I mean, running a real business in the space is extremely challenging it is. Um, That's and, a good takeaway. I'm it, glad you're saying this because people don't understand that oh yeah, no, they, from the outside, it's glamour. Glamour. You get to hang out with stoners. Mm-hmm. But who who thought the bureaucrats would invade the stoner space? But boy, did they. I know. They're so good at it. They're yeah. making rules. People yeah. really love rules. Unless you're a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, <laughs> then I think you're doing really well. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone I have, I have noticed that. so many lawyers. Yes, the lawyers so, are the only ones making money right now. Um, but, is there oh, wait, anything women specific you want to aim at? Because um, I, you know, I like. I mean, your I would say, you know, I, uh, two things women specific. Uh, the first thing is more general, not so much women specific, but like mm-hmm. I find I've seen a couple times someone with a great idea who's super excited about it, and then they read someone that kind of has their idea someone who like kind of started something similar and and first of all they think that person is like a, immediately a competitor and then and secondly it it makes them kind of lose some momentum behind their own idea and get, get i don't understand either of those things yeah. right discouraged and like i don't understand either of the, those things most likely like you should consider that person to possibly be like a future co-founder or collaborator like they yeah. they they're looking at a brand new space and they saw something similar to what you you know want to create in the world that's amazing yeah. um and then you know like don't be discouraged that that means that there's some some other people think your idea is a good idea um yeah. and so you know stick to it um I like that. And that's an upbeat. That's an upbeat way to, to women, look at it. Pardon me. It's upbeat way to look at it. I mean, there's no. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it's not like that guy didn't steal your idea. Like you, you guys have the same idea. That's good. That's good news. So um, we're and, you know, we're actually at thirty to, minutes. We're gonna have to break. Okay, now, unfortunately. Okay, that's but, fine. No, but I wanted to end because uh, I like your messaging and uh-huh. your thought about 
um, don't get discouraged. Competitors actually embellish the reality of your business segment. And totally, right. With more people in your space, the better your space looks to the outside world. Yes, and exactly. Jane, want, and someone else is trying to convince people and explain to people what your idea even is. Yeah. And that's a good learning lesson to like watch someone else try to do it too. So just, exactly. you know, study those people or partner with them. Well, we're, we're at 30 minutes, believe it or not. And I wanted to say thank oh, you because I could have talked five. another 30 with you, Jane, because <laughs> I think you've got a lot to say. I'd love to have you back. And um, I hope the rest of your week goes marvelously and take your upbeat message and really roll with it. I love it. And so thanks very well, much, thank Jane so West. Much. Um, anything you want to pimp here at the end? Janewest.com? Yeah, no, go else? yeah, go go to janewest.com or look us up at republic.co to find out more about investing in us while we're live. Um we you can read all about what we're doing, what we're building um on our pitch page at Republic. And okay. um otherwise you can go to janewest.com to find all of their information. Thank you, Jane. And this is Latham Woodward. Great. This is Days and Confu- in Infuse, excuse me. And uh-huh. we're happy to have you here. Look for us again and look for us on the web. You can look us up at www.shuggies.com. That's www.shuggies.com. Thank you, Jane. See you again. Great. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.